This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey guys, just want to let you know this is a clip from my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash crimson60620. Check it out. If you want to see some of my other videos, if you want to see some of my art as I'm doing it, or if you want to actually just get more of me, thank you. Oh, trigger warning. I'm going to get emotional in this video. I'm going to get really emotional in this video because this shit is going to piss me off because I saw some of these clips and, um, yeah, um, I'm going to set a prerequisite of fuck this guy, fuck this guy particularly. So, um, let's go. Let's go. So, hi, guys. I want to dispel a myth. Hey, Crimson60620 right here. Guess what I am? Guess what I am? I'm a millennial. Yeah, I know, right? Here I am, almost 40 years old. And this whole idea of a millennial, I, I am a millennial. Yeah, almost 40 here. 39. Turned 39 in February. I'm a millennial. And guess what, guys? A lot of the millennials are literally starting their um their, their midlife prices right now or sort of we're not fucking young we're not some kid some little punks getting into the workforce millennials are adults with their own kids so when i hear patronizing shit like this oh boy i want to fucking pull my hair out let's hear about simon signet on millennials in the workplace. Let's go. Um, what's the millennial question? Apparently millennials as a generation, which is a group of people who were born approximately uh, 1984 and after, um, uh, are tough to manage. And they're accused of being entitled and narcissistic, and self-interested, unfocused, lazy. But entitled is the big one. And, and like, yeah, sure, sure. Now, of course, of course. Hold on, let me let me see. Fuck, I can't find it. I can't find any straw for this obvious straw man that this motherfucker is is, is bringing up. And what does he put? Entitled. Now, oh, oh shit! Looks like he's balling back there. Let's see. Let's see something. Because I want to actually check something. Alright, so. Here we have good old boy Simon. He's 40 fucking 7. That is the youngest fucking boomer that I've fucking ever saw now he's not a boomer he's gen x like of course i know he's gen x 
But motherfucker, you're talking about people that's at most, at most, nine to ten years younger than you. Are you talking about they're entitled? Yes. This motherfucker is 47. And is acting like millennials are little 12-year-old boys and girls. That's just getting their first lemonade stand. Let's go. And uh, and because they confound leadership so much, what's happening is leaders are asking the millennials, what do you want? And millennials are saying, we want to work in a place with purpose. Love that. Um, we want to make an impact, you know, whatever that means. Um, uh, what? Wait, why are they laughing about that? Why are they laughing about that? Wait, wait I'm confused. Just to show our hands in chat, like, who doesn't want to work at a job that they feel that their work is doing something? It's almost as if that's a fucking concept that some 19th century motherfucking aristocrat philosopher actually set up in something called a manifesto. We all want our jobs. We all want to see the product or our labor. We all want to make sure that what we do actually matters. Marx came up with this shit in the early, in, in the 1840s, 1850s. That's nothing new. A- am I missing something? Am I missing something? That's nothing new. But you have fucking jagoffs like this to think that, oh yeah, of course, huh, newsflash, people want to make sure that their jobs matter. Yeah, of course. But one rule for me and not for thee, Wajita. Let's go. We want free food and beanbags. And so somebody articulates some sort of purpose. There's lots of free food and there's beanbags. And yet for some reason, they're still not happy. Wait. Millennials want free food and beanbags? The beanbags is a straw man. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be fucking honest with you. No millennials want to beanbag chair. They may want comfortable chairs, but beanbags, no. You want to know why millennials want free food? Because we're not getting fucking paid enough to have to be able to buy our own fucking food. Like, miss me with that shit. It's just like. You're working us longer hours. We're not going to have the same wealth as our parents had. We're working more and more jobs for less and less compensation. And you're only stuck that we want free food. What? How does that work? But let's continue. And that's because um, you, the, they're missing. There's, there's, a, there's a missing piece. Yes! The missing piece is getting fucking paid. The missing piece is home ownership. The missing piece is massive amounts of student loan debt. The missing piece is having to work three or four jobs because you can't afford living on one fucking income. That's the missing piece.
Let's let's go. Um, what I've learned is that there, I can break it down into four pieces, right? There are four, four things, four characteristics. One is parenting, the other one is uh, technology, the third is impatience, and the fourth is environment. The generation that we call the millennials, too many of them grew up um, subject to, not my words, failed parenting strategies. You don't get a defensible position by saying, not my words. And here, let's let's look at what Wajita actually sent us. Me, 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 how narcissism changed throughout life. For parents that worry their teenager's narcissism is out of control, there's hope. New research from Michigan State University conducted the longest study on narcissism to date, revealing how it changes over time. There is a narrative in our culture that generations are being getting more and more narcissistic, but no one has ever looked at it throughout generations or how it varies with age at the same time. Perfect. William Chopik said, a ch associate professor of psychology at MSU and lead author. The research published by in Psychology and Aging assessed that nearly 750 people, uh, excuse me, sampled. Of a, yeah, assessed a sample of nearly 750 people to see how narcissism changed from 30 to 70. The findings show that, that qualities associated with narcissism, being full of yourself since... Wait, what the fuck? Since, since Wow, okay, because my screen is fucked up. Sensitivity to criticisms and imposing your opinions on others decline over time and with age. Some characteristic traits like having high aspirations for yourself increases with age there are things that happen in life that can sh shake people at a little bit uh, can shake people a little bit and force them to adapt their narcissistic qualities Chopik said as you age you go from new relationships and have new experience start a family and so on all of these factors make someone realize that it is not all about them and the older you get the more you think about the world that you leave behind. The problem is we have so many generations compressed into such a fucking tight winding space that it's become hyper, hyper realistic and well, not hyper realistic, but hyper realized that we are the generations are interacting a lot more and it's a lot more fluid than what we have. It's a lot more fluid and dynamic than we have before. But you still get that same, all oh, parents don't understand the children and children don't understand the parents and all this other good bullshit. But let, let's keep going. You know, where, for example, they were told that they were special all the time. They were told that they could have anything they want in life just because they want it, right? They were told... Um, uh, some of them got into um, honors classes not because they deserved it, but because their parents complained. And so, so, wait. Oh, wow. Okay, and, and I'm going to go back to the article. I'm going to go back to the article. But did you just hear that shit? That some of the, the people got into honors class because their parents complained. Never mind that Again, this fucking straw man that this motherfucker is building is getting fucking massive right now. Like, 
I don't get like the whole idea of, hey, um, you guys should just know your motherfucking place. Like it, it's this smug ass punchable face. Fuck. Let's okay. Yeah, I'm getting frustrated. Let's go back to this article. Let's let's go back to this article. What what paragraph did you want me to read? Oh, here. Let's do. Um, Copic. Um, cho- uh, wow. Chopic found that the fastest changing age group was young adults. He also found that contrary to popular. Um. Contrary to popular belief, changes in the levels of narcissism are lifelong and changes don't stop in any certain age or stage in life. One of the most um, one of the most surprising things is found that also contrary to what most people think, individuals who were born earlier in the century started off with the higher levels of hypersensitivity or the type of narcissism where people are full of themselves as as well as willfulness which is a tendency to impose opinions onto others. Hmm. Okay, Boomer. Uh-huh. There is much data on, oh, there isn't much data on older generations, but now that baby boomers are aging into that phase of life, it's a huge part of the population that we need to keep, look that we need to be looking at. With these findings, the researchers hope the public gains a greater understanding about the types of narcissism as well as new insight on understanding older populations. Also, if you're worried that someone is truly narcissistic, there are hope. Uh, uh, there's hope they will change for the better as they get older. Chopic acid answer. Yeah, sure. So yeah, no. And this is the shit that pisses me off. Here, um, what is that time, Mac? Millennials. It was a cover. Yeah, like it is like this was in what when was this? This like you couldn't see this shit with the baby boomers. Like Fuck, like, and this shit, when was this? When was this? Here. This cover was done in 2013. In 2013, I was fucking, what, what, what? I'm 30. I was 31. I literally had, my daughter was born in 2007. It wasn't all about me. But you have fuckers like this, fuckers like this, who in 2000, like, really, really, he was fucking 42 when he, when he did this shit, you wasn't that far from a lineal, like, come on, dog. Let, let's, let's go, let's go. Some of them got A's, not because they earned them, but because the teachers didn't want to deal with the parents. Some kids got participation medals. You got a medal for coming in last, right? Which the science we know is pretty clear, which is it devalues the medal and the reward for those who actually work hard. And that actually makes the person who comes in last feel embarrassed because they know they didn't deserve it. So it actually makes them feel worse. Okay, so here, 
I'm gonna actually. Uh, yeah, of course he's making a projection. I'm, I'm gonna actually say something. The fact that there were participation trophies, the fact that they were um, is fail parenting strategy that a parent can actually complain and get their children in honors classes. Those weren't the millennials that had that higher sense of self. Those are boomers and Gen Xers. That's who those were. Because they were under the belief that the customer was always right. That's what the fuck was happening. That's what was happening. You had a group of parents who them they themselves were children. Where they felt that because I'm spending my money... You should, you should give me what I fucking want. It wasn't some, oh, we want to baby fire or what's a fire or pamper the children. It was, no, I'm spending my money. Give me the shit that I want. And I'm tired of millennials facing a backlash of motherfuckers who felt in the 80s, in the fucking late 70s, in the fucking 80s, and it's stuck to, into the 90s that they felt that I made money, so you should give me what the fuck I want. But nobody fucking talks about that shit. Nobody actually addresses that shit. This fucking hyper-consumerism that motherfucking led to the fact of, well, no, you, you do what you're told because I'm spending my money. That's what the problem was. And that didn't just start with the millennial generation. That started with the fucking baby boomers. That started where motherfuckers grew up where they had a surplus. And the thing about it is they weren't. There were only probably one or two groups of people that had surplus money in the 60s and the 70s who weren't struggling, who weren't dealing with the fact of being laid off. Let's fucking be honest here. It wasn't people in the inner cities that had the customers always right mentality. But yeah, sure. Let's 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 go. So right now, guys, we're gonna take a little break in this wonderful show to bring you our sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're going to thank our sponsor for supporting this episode of this podcast. Now let's get back to the show. Right? So you take this group of people, and they graduate school, and they get a job, and they're thrust into, an, into the real world, and in an instant, they find out they're not special, their moms can't get them a promotion, um, that you get nothing for coming in last, and by the way, you can't just have it because you want it. Right? And in an instant, their entire self-image is shattered. And so you have an entire generation that's growing up with lower self-esteem than previous generations. The other problem, the compounding... All right. By the way, I love this new computer, and um, I, I thank Irish for actually being able to help with this. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, 
Sorry about that. Um, I, I definitely think so. Um, what is that called? What was that data? think this is going to pull it up ah here it goes so let's actually just look at this shit right here Let's look at this shit right here. And this is the problem. This is the problem. Millennials, millennials are not, are not just, oh, they're just, they have a lower self-esteem. When we look at real estate wealth by generation, see this line up here? Baby boomers right here. 15 trillion trillion dollars millennials one trillion these people literally act as if millennials are just crying over nothing they literally like like they act as if millennials are just crying over nothing. Look at this wealth. Not only do baby boomers own more equity than millennials, but their relative advantage has also been growing over time for both stocks and real estate. You can see how the relative wage cap has changed over the past three decades this is it but of course of course millennials are just making this shit up but let's continue it is we're growing up in a Facebook Instagram world in other words we're good at putting filters on things we're good at showing people that life is amazing even though I'm depressed right and so everybody sounds tough and everybody sounds like they got it all figured out and the reality is there's very little toughness and most people don't have it figured out and so when the more senior people say well what should we do they sound like this is what you got to do and they have no clue (laughs) so you have an entire generation growing up with lower self-esteem than previous generations right through no fault of their own through no and it's funny how he would say that an entire generation is growing up with less self-esteem. But yet, millennials are more narcissistic. 
it, it it's just funny where confidence or the baby boomer generation is seen as confidence and not narcissism. But for millennials, this it's like this paradox. And I, I know sometimes uh, narcissism can actually be a, a, a paradigm of lack of confidence. But like, no, if that's the case, what the fuck is going on with baby boomers? But let's continue. Fault of their own, right? They were dealt a bad hand, right? Now let's add in technology. We Wait, why were we dealt a bad hand? And don't just say because, oh, yeah, your parents just failed you. Is it, it like, who actually said it? It's the economy, fucking stupid. It's the economy. Millennials came of age with two, two motherfucking, well, I guess three recessions, great recessions. The dot-com recession of the early, of the late 90s, early 2000s, the fucking housing crisis in 2008, and now the COVID crisis. And I get it, this is before the COVID crisis because this is 2016. But every amount of wealth that millennials have have been wiped out by these successive, before we even got to college, most of us like were hit with the, with the dot-com recession. 2008 wiped out so much money from the middle class and now we have the COVID recession but let, let's go we know that engagement with social media and our cell phones releases a chemical called dopamine what's up boston that's why when you get a text feels good right so you know we've all had it where you're feeling a little bit down or feeling a bit lonely and so you send out 10 texts to 10 friends you know hi 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 because <laughs> it feels good when you get a response right <laughs> What's sad is that motherfuckers like this don't actually mention the fact that we are living in a more isolating and atomized society where it's this hyper-individualism. That the only way sometimes we can reach out is through technology to reach out to our friends. And fuckers like this, again, the youngest boomer that I've fucking seen, don't realize that Yes, if you're talking face-to-face with your friend through Snapchat, through Discord, through Zoom, through motherfucking Facebook Messenger, through fucking Duo, or back before it was Hangouts, that's interaction that you can actually have with somebody. The fact that you can interact over the internet. The fact that we would have multiplayer games, we can actually organize this shit. Like, seriously, seriously, seriously. A lot of these motherfuckers, boomers and and, and, and um, older Gen X motherfuckers, they need you in a workplace. They they need to be able to sit down in front of, have you in front of your desk so they can be pecking, you be pecking away on that keyboard and making sure you're working because they don't understand that there is a total generation of people that learn how to make friends, learn how to accomplish shit online over voice through the voice chats of Xbox Live or PlayStation Network. People are total generation, total two generations now, two generations now that can organize shit over the internet better than some people can in public because that's not the fucking world that they were born into. 
And now they, oh, you just guys want to be entitled because you don't want to have to come into the office. Fuck. <laughs> Man, I look, 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 Wojita. I get our generation is is like mega fucked. Like, what what is the um um what is it? Digimon generations. So we have the ultimate form of fuckness. You have the mega form of fuckness. Yeah, let's let's continue. Right? It's why we count the likes. It's why we go back ten times to see if and if it's going. If our, my Instagram is growing slower, I, 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 did I do something wrong? Do they not like me anymore? Right? The, the trauma for young kids to be unfriended. Right? Because we know when you get it, you get a hit of dopamine, which feels good. But wait, these are the same motherfuckers. Like, wait, wait, wait. How many of you guys have literally saw? People, when they kids stop talking to them, they, they fucking go off the deep end. How many of you guys know or seen the motherfuckers that, like, watch Fox News and their kids are like, yo, dad, or yo, Uncle Joe, or yeah, um, Aunt Tammy, like, like, we can't talk to you anymore. And these motherfuckers even go even further off the deep end because, like, their kids, their nieces, their nephews, their grandkids think that, like, yeah, mom and dad actually drunk the Kool-Aid and they flipped the fuck out. Like, come on now. Just because our circle through technology has expanded more, don't act as if boomers and older generation Gen X motherfuckers don't go through the fucking same thing. This is the shit that I'm talking about. This is like, oh no, it's it's just the young folks. Like, motherfucker, at the time of this fucking interview, he was 39. Uh, no, no, this is three, four years ago. This is like five years ago. So he was 42. God damn. Like, this is from a 42-year-old. This is the oldest 42-year-old I've ever seen to make these fucking points. But let's continue. Good. It's why we like it. It's why we keep going back to it. Dopamine is the exact same chemical that makes us feel good when we smoke, when we drink, and when we gamble. In other words, it's highly, highly addictive, right? We have age restrictions on smoking, gambling, and uh, alcohol, and we have no age restrictions on social media and cell phones, which is the equivalent of opening up the liquor cabinet and saying to our teenagers, hey, by the way, this adolescence thing, if it gets you down. <laughs> but that's basically what's happening. That's basically. I, I can't. I fucking can't. I can't, guys. Like, yes. Okay. Let's let's do this. Let's do this. Social media is highly fucking addictive. I give you that. I, I give you that, you know, we should actually limit our social media use specifically um, to a certain amount of time. That's, I think that's one of the reasons why I even though I watch YouTube and kind of watch my views and likes and shit like that. Um, I don't judge myself by it. Um, I, I rarely judge myself by the, like if, if you haven't done so, like I, of course I have a Twitter and I put shit out and, um, it's always feels good when I get that retweet or that like, but, um, I, I try not to, to judge myself and like, um, uh, become a terminally online person. Um, 
but like that's not unique to millennials. There are boomers, there are generation X's that literally still do the same fucking shit. And it's not even something that if you want to actually go ahead and put in it that it's addictive, it's a drug. It like it doesn't get better with age. Just because you get older, it doesn't it still hits your brain the same fucking way. So I'm sorry, I'm still not getting how this is just a millennial problem. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like what Gita said, it's also the same chemical in sex. What are you gonna do? Put an age restriction on hugs again? Like, the fuck? Well, some people would. But, like, the fuck? All right, I, I probably ain't gonna go too much longer. Let's go. Basically, what's happening, right? That's basically what happened. You have an entire generation that has access to an addictive, numbing t- chemical called dopamine through social media and cell phones as they're going through the high stress of adolescence. Why is this important? Almost every alcoholic discovered alcohol when they were teenagers. When we're very, very young, the only approval we need is the approval of our parents. And as we go through adolescence, we make this transition where we now need the approval of our peers. Very frustrating for our parents, very important for us. It allows us to acculturate outside of our immediate families into the broader tribe, right? It's a highly, highly stressful and anxious period of our lives, and we're supposed to learn to rely on our friends. Some people, quite by accident, discover alcohol and numbing effects of dopamine to help them cope with the stresses and anxieties of adolescence. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm with you. Citation really needed. I I can't. I can't. Like, to have this guy just sit back in, come up with this bullshit over and over again, it's fucking tiring. And quite frankly, I know Mystic, uh, mystic or Special Word of the Night, what about ism? What about ism? The fact that these motherfuckers and motherfuckers like him instead of addressing like the needs of the millennials better pay making sure we're not working as much and it's hard and not just for millennials I want this shit for everybody it is no fucking reason why we need to be working a 40 hour work week it is no reason why People shouldn't actually be able to make a living wage without fucking busting their ass so much to the point where they're exhausted or they're looking for things to actually de-stress them. Be it baby boomers, be it Gen X, be it millennial, be it Gen Z. These motherfuckers keep coming up with this same bullshit. Just pay people and make sure they get mandatory time off. It doesn't take much more than that. That's it. That's the millennial question. And I know I said I was going to get upset. And look at me, I'm fucking upset. But it's not even as hard as these motherfuckers want to make it out to be. Pay your workers. Make sure they have time off. And respect them. That's it. That's all you need to do. You want to get paid. 
You want to make sure you take your time off and you want motherfucking respect. Treat your workers like that, no matter how old they are. But fuckers like this never want to do that. They want to try to him and harm around. Oh, why do we have to pay? You should, you should just love the job. You should just want to be part of the family. Motherfucker, fuck you. Pay me what's owed. I'm done. Fuck this guy. Fuck him in particular. But you don't have to be upset. No, 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 no. You guys can actually help out this channel by liking, sharing, and subscribing. And um, catch you on the next video. Peace.